Hello. Hey, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Mm, I'm great. I'm great. Oh. Have you met Have you met Faith yet? I did. I, I met her uh, when you were talking to her uh, all over at Marco's show. Hi, Faith. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Wow, you're an on-air presence. Yes, did I am. Cut? Did you get your own mic? I did. Okay, don't use Dan's mic. Oh, that would... Well, he won't let me. No. You know why? Uh, do I want to know why? Glutens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even, this is, Rob Wolf has this in the book. It's in chapter 97. Even if you spit <laughs> a tiny, I don't know if you know what glutens are, Faith, you will very soon. <laughs> if you get gluten on his mic... He might get it's called celiac disease. He might never stop pooping for the next eight weeks. <laughs> Is that Welcome what aboard, happens? Faith. Welcome aboard. Thank you. <clears throat> well, you. So what now? She, you giving her that MacBook Pro? Is that what I hear? Yeah, she's getting that. Mm-hmm. That's a good computer. That's the best computer you've ever owned. Best one I've ever owned, yeah. You're just, now you're just mocking me. Am I? <laughs> How are you? Big week, I, big I, week, I, huh? Big, whoa, you kidding me? Huge week. Just <laughs> giant, giant big uh, piece of lumber. Good week. Good. Was your week good? Now, Dan, uh, you know, do you notice, did you notice I haven't talked to you for four days? I know. It's very weird. Didn't know what was going on. You know why? Because I'm letting you do your thing. You got things to do. Well, that's thoughtful of you. Mm -hmm. Are we going to talk about it later? Not now. Later. Yeah. Well, definitely. Well, where are you right now? I am in uh, the, uh, one of the upstairs bedrooms in the new house while the painters and other people are downstairs. Faith and I are up here with all of the equipment balanced on a stack of moving boxes. Uh, hmm. it's, where it's all like a makeshift. It's like a war room, really. It's like in, so that, you know, so in that MASH. Part worked, you're, you're in a house. Is that right? You're in a real house. It is real. So you're not in a closet at all. Not the way you mean. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you need a Austin County. They say you need a chaperone for that. <laughs> yeah. Just for, for the six-week. Austin, Austin County, that's right. Austin County, that's where, uh, that's where uh, <laughs> the whole South by Southwest, it's all located. Austin County Fairgrounds, where that's held every year. Yes. Except for John's talk, that was in a different building. <laughs> so good week, good week, good week. Yeah, how about you? I had a really good week. I've been, um, uh, I haven't been writing. I've been learning a Marshall Crenshaw song all week. That's all I'm doing. Oh wow! You understand? Like if you play this chord, that's nice. But you play this chord, see, so you add that G. That makes all the difference. Isn't that nice? Good week. Is that a Martin uh, Juggernaut? <laughs> that's. It's a flying. It's a Martin Flying Dutchman. Oh wow! Yeah, I got the extra action. It cost a little more. Is that new? Mm-hmm. You can drive a matchbox car under. We got Ernie, Ernie balls. Mm-hmm. I got Ernie balls. <laughs> I got uh, Diodario pasta. I nice. Got, uh, yeah, I'm rolling. Uh, I roll. Uh, I go with six. I go six to nine. My lower screen is a six. Like super, super slinky. Literally from across the room, I can hammer on. I can spit at it, and it sounds like freaking eruption. <laughs> wow. No, you can't. I mean, you can't. You hammer on this thing. It's Not much. It's weak. Yeah. I bet Eddie could so, do better. Eddie could do better. Oh, look at me. I got a Kramer. I can do anything. <laughs> I'm doing good. I asked the nerds what they wanted to... Well, I, I gave them two options to, yeah. to choose from. And uh, there's a lot of response. I asked on the Twitter earlier today. And uh, did you see that at all, Dan Benjamin? Did I ask on the Twitter? No, I did, uh, I did not see that. I've been hmm. not really on there today. Well, what were we doing before this? I did the talk show before this, and before that, we went to look at a private office. You, uh, you got another show? It's something I'm working on on the side. It's a little project. Hmm. Okay. Um, everybody's talking about Lion, so I don't want to talk too much about Lion per se, because you know it's an operating system, and people are talking about it a lot. 
it's it's great. I've been using it for a while, and it's great. And uh, but I, what I, my two ideas were: number one, talk about Markdown workflow. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, number two idea. <laughs> That's funny. I was talking about Markdown workflow on Lion, and my number one idea, which takes less time, would be uh, talking about part three of our of our highly acclaimed Going Indie series. So, is, is there's any chance at all that we could fit both of those in? I have that few that I'm going to skip. I'm pretty sure. I Why are you going to wait? Why are you going to skip it? Because we were we were trying to stick to an hour or something. Well, we we got well. Squidward's got to be at the Krusty Krab at, at like six thirty, right? Well, that's the that's the plan. We don't know if he's going to be able to make it. I haven't heard I haven't heard word one from him. So let's just move forward as if that's this not could happening. be a marathon because I think I, I think I've got a reframe uh, that's really useful. Let's hit for it. part one. But I, I think people, the nerds, you know, the the, the voluble nerds want to hear about the markdown stuff, which I think is actually really interesting to at least fifteen people. So uh, why not why not make everybody endure it? <sighs> that's true. Uh, we could go. Do you want to just do some markdown stuff to get started? Because it, it touches on some interesting stuff about uh, my workflow and like w- the challenges that Marco was talking about, and that I know you suffer from with the TextMate stuff. So, could we do just a few minutes on that? What is markdown? Hmm, I'm not familiar <laughs> with this work. Um, but here's the, the there's there's no version of this that can possibly be short enough for the people who aren't interested in it. Right. <laughs> but uh, markdown is uh, there's this guy. Uh, uh, big drinker, uh, John Gruber, came up with something called Markdown, which is an amazing subset of the most commonly used HTML. Um, you don't need to pair tags. You do stuff as simple as asterisk, space, string, is a bullet. So wait, um, you're saying that, uh, putting it another way, it's like uh, a, a shorthand language to write HTML without writing HTML. Uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, Dan. Okay. Thank you. Well, it, but here's the thing, and this is where I get hung up trying to explain this to some of my uh, almost as equally nerdy power user friends is that Markdown, one of John's precepts, as I understand it in Markdown, was to make something that was not just easy to write, but was also very easy to read. And uh, so if you've ever had to slog through a, a, you know, a, a, a non-semantic HTML page where people have done a lot of bed and breakfast code, it can be really hard to read because there isn't a lot of care to even like validity necessarily. You may not close brackets. You may not, anyway, it's hard to read. And even if you've got something nice like BB Edit to tidy it up, there's still a lot of characters in there that are not what you're writing. And so for reading purposes, that, you would never send that to somebody who's not a nerd. If they see something like uh, what, um, you know, in eight, even H1, or they see LI, what is LI? Like, what does that mean? If you send that to people, they're going to wonder, you know, they're going to think you're goofy. Whereas um, Markdown, people don't even have to know what it is to sort of appreciate it, I think. If you're doing it well and you're using references as, instead of inline links, you can send somebody a document, an email, that they never even have to realize was uh, Markdown to begin with. Now, right. that said, a lot of us are using Gmail, and even somebody like me who used to be a pretty dyed-in-the-wool text-only guy, I do use, you know, because G- so many people use Gmail now, I do use embedded images sometimes and do use things like, you know, bold and italic. Sorry, John, and John, and everybody. <laughs> but... Um, the neat part about Markdown is, like I say, it's super... Wait, why, why do you apologize for that? Is it some kind of... Are you breaking some kind of rule? It's a serious hit to my already tenuous nerd credibility that I don't top quote um, just because it's too hard. It's really, really hard to, to always top, top quote. That's the term, right? No. but The one where you reply to the bottom. I do that for inline responses, but there's a lot of nerd cred that I've shed over the years that I used to be really adamant about. So you're talking about in an email process where... Uh, okay, so this is going to be a... There's going to be a whole... Dan, capture this for the diary tungle. All right. By the way, I got a tungle. I got a tungle finally that I show you. I no. I got a tungle, yeah. Um, it's good. It's actually really good. I've been telling you, tungle me. Well, no, you can tungle or doodle me. 
<laughs> Especially. Well, why don't we diary it and we'll journal it later? Diary this because we should have a whole show about email, not etiquette, but about email formatting and the ups and downs. But here's what you're talking about. If I send you an email and you reply you keep telling to it, me what I'm telling, what I'm trying to tell what it is. But I'm trying to dive in. Okay, you dive you into Merlin. You want a deep dive, Dan Benjamin? Into the plasma pool. Mm. You're saying. Is it, you're saying people give you a hard time because you, re, you hit reply and you just start typing instead of going and editing off the top of their email and then going down below the part that they typed. Such and then a re- rat hole, Dan. Yes. Yes. It is the, here is exactly the right thing to do. From now on, if you're going to be a good human being, is to always quote below what the person above you said. But here's the problem. Every email program in the world – I know. I know Dan Frakes. So, you know, there's a mail.org plugin. For- yes, I know there is. But the problem is every other email <laughs> app in the world wants you to respond on top of what somebody just said. And that has now become – um, you know what? Just for fun, if, if, you, if you didn't find the Emacs versus VI discussion interesting enough, go to the web page on the pros and cons of these and read the talk page. Um, let's skip that, skip that part and get to the, the, the nut of the Markdown part. What, what, what Markdown does really well is I think for a lot of us it started out with the same purpose I suspect that John had, which is John is a movable type user. You write a lot in a text area. And in the days before things like Text Expander, it was a real pain to have valid – to write valid HTML code in a, in a text area. And I would argue that it still is, and it, it shouldn't be that hard. HTML is what? It's, it's, a, it's a child of uh, SGML. Like it's, it's part of this really old-school markup language that you know, was about making machines understand words. You had to, these, those things meant something. This is the whole point of the whole semantic Mark Pilgrim revolution was that emphasis can mean something that bold does not. Right. So anyway, the thing is, none of that matters when you're really just writing. And, and better still, if it does matter for you, wouldn't it be nice if you never had to worry about closing a tag again? If you never had to worry about whether you escaped a break tag correctly or something like that. Um, and so what Markdown does is something as simple as, for example, and I, I, I'm, this is going to be condescending to almost every single one of you, so I apologize. But if you go to a page and you see the giant title at the top of the page, that's the name of the page. It's been SEO'd to death. Um, that is probably what is called an H1, right? Is it heading or header, heading one? Yeah. And H1 is inside of these little less than and greater than brackets. This is called HTML. <laughs> You're probably familiar with it. But it's a real pain to go uh, less than, H1, greater than, type in title, and then close it with less than slash H1. That's a lot to do when in Markdown all you have to type is Octothorpe. Like one pound sign, a space, and you type it, and that's an H1. What that means is through a variety of ways that you can transform that into HTML, or now, thanks to our friend Fletcher Penny, you can transform it um, via LaTeX into practically anything. Um, the, the thing that the, the, the nerds get is that this is a fast and easy way to create uh, HTML-based writing. But HTML, like I said to somebody on Twitter today, for me, HTML is a destination. It's neither a road nor a car. Like, I don't use HTML to do stuff anymore, except in as much as that where it end, that's where it ends up. What's nice about Markdown in particular is that you're writing it in this very lightweight format that you can take anywhere. It's in text files, basic text files. Was that a soda stream? No, I think that was – why? Is that that th- seltzer thing you make? Yeah, well, what was that sound, Dan? I'm assuming to... it was one of the painters downstairs faith, dropping faith, something. Can you be, be honest with me? Does Dan have celiac disease? Be honest with me. Hmm. I think you got a fissure, Dan. I heard a fissure. I don't – a fissure? Yeah, let's round back to that. Something? Did you open something, or is no? There, t- there, t- tell me some, something downstairs dropped or something. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't in here. Faith, don't cover for him. That's against <laughs> me. I wouldn't. <laughs> she really wouldn't. No. I don't know. Here's the thing. Markdown makes it really easy to write and really easy to read. So if you're collaborating with people, it's really super easy. Obviously, it's in text files. This could be five shows, so I'm trying to keep this somewhat short. Now, now here's the thing. If you're like me and like a lot of people. 
and like you, Dan, you've gotten into TextMate over the years. When TextMate came along circa 2005, 2006, you heard about it forever. It finally came out. When, it, when TextMate first came out, it's uh, macromates.com. You can go to to learn about TextMate. Uh, when it first came out, it was a little goofy. It was kind of incomplete. And it, um, it, for somebody like me coming from BBEdit, it was very difficult to use because there was nothing there. There were not many, as Jakob Nielsen would say, affordances. There were not a lot of ja- buttons. What, how, it's not Jacob? Oh, Jacob? I don't know. I thought it was Jakob. With hair like that, it better be Jakob. Jakob Smirnoff Nickel- Nielsen? Don't make that joke. Don't make that. So um, for me, it was really hard because all the power is inside of these bundles. And these, the bundles are, um, I don't even know the right way to put this. This is where Dr. Drang should be on to correct me. But a bundle is a collection of stuff that could be syntaxes, snippets, macros, commands, uh, languages, all of this stuff around something like Rails, Scala, um, Markdown, Multi-Markdown, PHP, you name it. And it makes it pretty close to an IDE. It's, it's not like using home site or something, but it's pretty darn close. Um, and, and for years, for a lot of us nerds, you know, I'm doing that NPR thing, Dan, where this could be really condescending to a few people mm-hmm. and completely inscrutable to everyone else. <laughs> it's called All Things Considered on Mondays. So the thing is, though, TextMate takes it so easy to do stuff like, say, if I type brackets, and the way you make a link in Markdown is you don't have to go uh, less than A space href equals, you don't have to go through all that nonsense. You just type a, inside of square brackets, you type a word or a sentence or whatever, and then right next to that, uh, the easy, the inline way is to do parentheses and an URL, and you're done. It's a link. It's very readable. Um, and so TextMate made it really easy, for example, to select a string with your cursor or your whatever and hit bracket, and it would automatically wrap it in brackets. Or what's that universal command, Dan? Um, the, the Brett Terpster one is option command W, does all kinds of stuff. What's the one where you can wrap anything in anything? I don't, you know, I'm starting to forget all my TextMate shops I because see, I've I been using, to, been using on BB edit. Okay, so let's get to that. So the problem is the problem is this. TextMate, the, pro- the not problem is the TextMate is absolutely outstanding. I, I, I was started on BB Edit, I don't even know when. I, I had one of the original BB Edit, it doesn't suck shirts in Palatino until the pit stains got so yellow that my wife made me just throw it away a couple of years ago. I love BB Edit. I love bare bones. I love them, I love them, I love them. Over the years, it came to feel like the world's greatest HTML editor that had a couple other things you could do with it. Yeah, I know, I know. You got all the menus and you can add all this stuff and you can write shell scripts. But the thing is, in TextMate, you never had to see that. You could use all that in TextMate, but it was hidden inside these bundles. So, for example, I have stuff in my uh, TextMate or in my um, uh, Markdown and Multi Markdown bundles from people like Dr. Dragon and people like Fletcher Penny and people like Brett Herbstra. And I, the thing is, it doesn't matter when I'm using it if the script was written in Rails or Python or uh, whatever, even PHP. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it's in because all I need to know is the key command. And as you pointed out, Dan, something like command slash always comments wherever you are. It always comments the code that you selected wherever you are right. anywhere in TextMate. Right. It's this notion of scope. And the scope basically governs where you are in a document, what kind of things should ha- be available to you here. And once you're in it, you're like us now and you're screwed and you are addicted. And I can do stuff like the tab completions that you can do with TextMate I haven't seen anything like it that's not really, really neckbeardy. And I mean, I, like, <laughs> I, I quarterly, I take another look at Vim, and I'm just, that's, I, that's, a, that's a 16th podcast we should do. I love, I love Vim, and I, I love the idea of it, but like in day-to-day usage, like Marco said on the last Build and Analyze, there, I have so much muscle memory, and you said, I have so much muscle memory invested in TextMate right now, and I have so much workflow that like the UPS driver with the truck that he understands, like, I, it's really hard for me to get away from that. But I think it's time. 
And that's why when BB Edit 10 came out and had built-in support for versions and stuff in Lion, and it, BB Edit 10 is gorgeous. It's fantastic. And it's fixed a lot of the things that were kind of deal killers for a lot of us. You can now shut off stuff you don't want to see in the interface. BB Edit's interface got really crufty, I think. I mean, that menu bar, I don't even know what most of that stuff was. There was icons up there for stuff I, I've never used Subversion. I mean, I've used Subversion to link, you know, uh, download links, but I've never committed anything. But I had no way to get rid of that Subversion menu. Um, I don't need, I don't really need the bang menu to be there. Yeah. So there's all that stuff, like, you know what I'm saying, right? You can take like it off you, and declutter. You take it all out. It's very decluttered. They cleaned up the buttons. It m- looks much less like the Carbon app that it is now. But it's, but it's great. It's a great app. And I was so ready to jump into this with both feet. Except, as I said on Twitter earlier today, I popped it up. I set the syntax to Markdown. There's a little pull-down menu. So what you can do is um, most apps, even though they don't have the file creator types anymore on Macs, you can say, usually by, by a suffix, what something should be. So pretty universally, .md is known to be a Markdown file, and that's kind of emerged as a standard in Markdown file naming. And if you open a .md file, you know, make sure Markdown is the syntax. You know, you type, type, a, type a splat or like a little asterisk and a space, and you type something, and you hit return. Now in TextMate, TextMate knows that you just typed a bullet. Not only TextMate, I mean, like, pretty much all the iOS text editor apps, they all understand that if there is, there's, I don't know, there's some kind of regexy thing that says, okay, this guy had on a new line, there was an asterisk and a space and then some words, and then when you hit return, magic happens. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm Syracuse. And, and a new, when the new line is created, it automatically adds a bullet and a space because it knows you wanted to type a bullet. This is what makes Markdown more than just a bunch of characters. Right, that ability to like have have those completions as part of the language, not simply the syntax highlighting, or in my opinion, what makes it so powerful. And Dan, is that not fair to say that's what got you into using it for Rails? Yeah, that, I mean that the syntax highlighting, the, just this overall sense of intelligence around the app that it it really really gets a good idea of what you're doing, what you what you mean to do, what it is yeah. you're trying to do. It understands that. Well, and the scope stuff, if it's a well-made bundle, the scope stuff essentially means that, you know, every – all these documents are text documents. But then there's a, I guess, inheritance uh, after that. So it could be a text document that has HTML, and it's HTML that also has Markdown and so on. And it knows, based on where your, uh, where your cursor is, what kinds of things it should do. It knows if it's in just plain raw nothing around its space. But it also knows, like, oh, you're, I know you're inside an H1, which means you're also inside a body. So I don't need to show you stuff from Scala. <laughs> like, I don't need to show you, well, I don't know, whatever. That's probably a bad example. You know what I'm saying, though? It only shows you what you need to do. So you can have the same key commands across many, many, many different kinds of bundles. Thus, if you hit something like command slash, it knows to comment that, whether that's in HTML or Markdown or Rails or whatever. And that is the beginning of the serious, serious muscle memory that makes an app great. It's why I can't get away from Gmail. You know, JK and bracket bracket, like I, I look at mail.app and I, I don't know, I feel like I might as well be throwing jarts at a family member. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with mail.app. Yeah. It's like click here and do that and drag this and do that. And it doesn't have an archive button. Like really? Like, does it now? Does the new one, does it have an archive button now? Is that correct? The brand new one? I don't, I haven't yeah. looked. Anyway, whatever. But you know, um, deleting, deleting is archiving if you're using Gmail. It is, but I mean, Gmail encourages you to think of your mail as an ephemeral medium that you're going to get a lot of. It was designed by people who get hundreds of emails a day. It was not designed to be a fun little pinball machine to play, you know, until you get multiball. It was designed to be something you get out of as quick as possible. And once you learn the key commands from reader, you know, and the, the JK ones, this works on stuff like Tumblr too. More and more, and more sites are adding, a, um, not a tab index, what's it called? A, uh, sorry, every time I think I'm constantly thinking of, uh, you know, C. Barrett 
screaming at the computer when I get all this wrong. I'm sorry, C. Barrett. Um, so here's my problem. And I, I apologize if you don't listen to every... No, I don't apologize. You apologize. Listen to every show Dan has, because I do. Almost. Do you and, really? uh, No, I'm not familiar with your work. But Marco <laughs> covered a lot of this. Um, I imagine Groob's covered a lot of this today, but apps that are not up to date with Lion, I don't have a super strong feeling about this, except to say this is a fact. They're going to show their age very quickly. It doesn't matter whether I think that or not. I, TextMate, I think TextMate would be fine, as it is for a really long time. I used Quicksilver for a couple of years, just waiting for it to blow up on some dot revision, but it worked okay. But the thing is, the versions thing, even if you use it for a little while, like Syracuse has said in his excellent review, Did you read even that? if you use it for, I'm not familiar with this work, but e- even if you use that for a little while, you're going to really want that, I think. And e- even if you don't, the people who are buying new licenses for your app will expect that to be there. And the problem is TextMate, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but like there's been a lot of assurances over the years that this is moving forward. There have been maintenance releases, but there has not been the propulsiveness that you would associate with someone who's very actively engaged in making their app the best in the world. To have people say things like there's, you know, have Alan say like, oh, there's an upcoming release, you know, fix things. I'm doing things for this for Lion. It's coming. I'm trying to imagine Marco ever saying that about Instapaper. It's not like Adobe going like, oh, by the way, our apps don't work on Lion. (laughs) Did you guys not have 99 bucks? You couldn't figure this out before. You know, it's like this is the kind of stuff where a developer who's actively engaged with this stuff treats this stuff really, really differently. And unfortunately for Alan, who I know just a little bit through email, seems like a great guy. His app is my favorite app. (laughs) But BB Edit is so tempting right now because it is so actively maintained. It's so well done. And they've taken notes from people, not people like me per se, but they've done so much to improve the reason that people like us, like me, wouldn't want to use it or wouldn't want to return to it, they've really removed all those objections. And it is a first-class app, and the price can't be beat. It used to be 150 or 200 bucks, and right now it's 40 bucks. So my problem is right now, though, I mean, and, uh, and there may be a way to do this. I, 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 but like, that sounds like such a simple thing. But this is exactly the kind of thing a thousand nerds are going to do with an app, is open it up, try the one thing that they have to have work, and no matter how stupid it seems to you as a non-nerd, if that doesn't work, it's, it could be the best app in the world, but it, you can't do it. So I want to talk about that as an interesting question. I think we should come back to that because I don't want to take up the whole show. But then I also want to talk about what I've done in the interim um, with kind of trying to wean myself off of TextMate as my um, – well, part of the beauty of text files, obviously, is you don't have to use one app. Um, but you also don't want to have to use five apps, right? To feel like you've got your workflow, I mean, that becomes a little fetishistic if you've got to have five apps to write a blog post. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yes. Does this interest you at all? Yes, and I think uh, four or five other people in the audience might also be interested. I know David. Uh, I don't know if you, you know that guy, David Sparks. You ever heard of him? D Sparks, yeah. Yeah. Max when, Sparky. Uh, is that it? I'm not familiar with this work. When he and Katie talk on their show about the markdown, I mean, it, I, I know from talking to them about this that, you know, they get a very strong reaction. I mean, I just saw a bunch of nerds just really light up because we we're going to talk about NARC markdown. Markdown changes the way you write. Uh, I think somebody like Eddie over at Practically Efficient would agree. He had a post the other day about this. Um, your ramp up to starting to write completely goes away. You have no excuse if you're writing in a text editor markdown. You don't have an excuse. I got five apps <laughs> in a folder on the homepage of my phone that I can use to write text on an iPhone, and I do. Um, I've got, I don't even got way more apps than that on my Mac that I can use. There's absolutely no reason. Distraction-free or distraction-rific, like I can write anywhere with markdown. Um, I think RTF is a really okay thing to use. If you're working with business types and you're trying to wean them off of Word, if you can just get them onto RTF, it's a great start. But for, for the serious nerds who are doing, pushing a lot of words every year, I just think text is unbeatable. Um, 
you know, you either agree with that or you don't. I don't think people have a halfway position on that. But I will stay in text as long as I can and I will keep Markdown the way I do it. And therefore, I will seek out tools that remove rather than create friction. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, truth is, TextMate, like, like Marco said, TextMate 1 point whatever still works. It works okay. It's got a lot of weird things. The fact that they've never made it an option to undo in a more conventional way is really, really odd. Can you describe the undo process on TextMate, Dan? Yeah, and typically what you would imagine, and BB Edit is a good example of the way that most people anticipate this feature should work, is that you, let's say that you type a sentence and there are words in the sentence. If you were to hit Command-Z to undo it, it would remove the last word that you typed. And if you hit Command-Z again for another undo, the word that you typed before that goes away and on and on and on. With TextMate, it's one character at a time. So it would seem that TextMate has no concept of the fact that when you're undoing something, you don't want to undo the last character you typed. You want to undo what a human being thinks of as the last change, which might be typing a whole word or retyping a word or changing something like that. It's, you know, and most apps actually work this way, but TextMate undo is undo the last character that you typed. So uh, undoing blocks or words or big changes like that become uh, sort of comical and frustrating. <sighs> Extremely. And you can have uh, unlimited undo. You can set it to remember basically everything you've ever typed. Right. But in an app that is so apt at um, using pretty much every scripting language in the world, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing that makes, makes TextMate seem kind of like a head-scratcher to a lot of people is it's got the power in there to run a shell script that could you know, reformat the entire world, but it can't remember that I want Undo to be more than one character at a time. And again, I'm, I'm not a developer, so I'm sure that's not as easy as that, except that every other app in the world does it that way. <laughs> but, you know, it was the same thing with, with me and Quicksilver. I finally got to a point with Quicksilver where I just saw LaunchBar 5 had come so far and did, was close enough to everything I wanted. And I just, I had to really take my own advice and step back and say, how much of this is just because this is the thing I know? Uh, how much of this stuff that I claim I have to have Quicksilver for do I really, really, really need? And I, I've had to really start doing that with, with this whatever quote-unquote writing that I do too. Because the truth is, I don't need that much. There's no excuse. I can't, I, sh I don't, I never want to get to the point where I'm sitting there and fussing about this and going, where should I write? That's, that's, that's poison, you know? You just can't do that. So, I mean, I still use TextMate a lot. I love, for those of you, yes, relax, you guys, on Clench. I use, I use NVAlt. I use um, ByWord. I use a bunch of apps because text is like that. One thing that's great about NVAlt or Notational Velocity, either one of them. I mean, NVAlt in particular has a really neat thing where if you're in NVAlt and you're looking at a, um, a file. NVAlt is some kind of Mac app. That's correct, Dan. Okay, so the first one is called Notational Velocity, mm -hmm. which is a really neat little app that came out that allows you to just... Uh, sort of type something and it'll automatically create these little mini text you, you files. Point, you can point it at a folder. For example, the way most people use it is either with Simple Note or a Mac folder. Okay. Usually in my case, I do a Mac folder that's synced through Dropbox. So you point it at a folder and you get in the left rail, you get every file, text file in there, you know, you, uh, the title and usually a snippet from it. And then at the top is a very, very clever field that does incremental searching. So if you type a couple letters, it'll winnow the results in that left rail to show everything where the title or text matches what you typed. And there are ways to tweak this a little bit, but basically it's a super fast way to find anything in thousands of text files. And it really, when, when you guys, when you or David or whoever make fun of me for having 800 text files, that's because of notational velocity. Because, no, because first of all, notational velocity really rewards you for having small files that are well-named. 
And by I'm default, does it create the individual text files, or is that a setting you get to talk? Well, about? no. That well, that's that, the, I want to get this before I confuse people. So, so first of all, if you mm-hmm. type in, in my case, there's a whole episode of um, uh, Mac Power Users where I go into ridiculous amounts of depth on this. But for example, when I have a text file that's a reference file, that could be like the key command. It could be the commands for doing mail stuff in OmniFocus. Uh, it could be um, all of the commands for doing email in my CRM heap. I type in a couple things. I type refx, for example, and it finds every file. It's a reference file because I name all of my files that are reference files starting with refx because there's no word that matches that. And essentially, it's like tagging without having to tag. Now, what's cool is if I type refx space OmniFocus, it's going to find probably a dozen files because I've got a bunch of you know OmniFocus-related reference files. That's pretty cool. So already I've winnowed from 842 down to 7 or 10. Now here's what Dan's talking about, and this is where it gets sexy. Now if I keep typing in that field, and I say, so now it says, imagine that it says refx omnifocus, I keep typing, and I say um, server configuration. Well now there's no matches, because that file doesn't exist, and that string doesn't exist. But if I hit return, <laughs> this is going to be really weird until you use it a few times. When you hit return, it now creates a file with the name refx omnifocus server configuration, and you're typing in that field, and that's it. You escape to get out of there. Escape or command D takes you back up there. Basically, it's it's a completely mouseless way to manage thousands of text files. Um, I don't even have time to go into how amazing it is. And it's my control center alongside a finder-based file system that's well-named. It's really my command center for all of my text files. Because here's what's neat in NVALT that I don't think notational velocity prime does. NVALT, if you're inside of a file and you command shift O, it opens it in the other text editor of your choice, right? So if I'm in NVALT and I'm not satisfied with the, you know, some feature, I want more of the sexy stuff of TextMate, all I have to do is hit command shift O and it opens the file that I'm in in TextMate and I'm done. Um, Say I want a third app to be involved. If I'm in NVALT, I can hit command shift R to do uh, reveal, and so it shows me that file in the finder, and I can open it with that whatever I want. If you're not a nerd, you're not listening to the show. If you're a nerd, this is extremely powerful. And it's all because of these great text files and these things that people like Brett are making that are just, Brett Terpster are making, they're just fantastic. So I just like hearing you say Terpster. Terpstra. 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 You should get a name that's easier for me to say. I'm, I'm going to call you Brett Useful. <laughs> okay. Um, should we keep going with this or should I stop? Because there's a lot more. I'll, I'll go quick. Can I go quick? So here's the thing. Yes. Yes, Merlin. Okay, so here's the thing. TextMate's great. But who knows what the hell is going to happen? And there's this certain sense of, I hate that phrase abandonware. I know you call it, you use that word and I know you feel, I, is it fair to say, counselor, is it fair to say that you feel that TextMate is abandonware? You've said this twice on here, yes? Well, I don't know if I use the word abandonware, but yes, that's what I twice, mean. Twice, Dan. You think it's basically never – if we see the light of day again hmm, – let's, let's put it this way. Is it, is it fair to say that you don't see two huge revisions coming in the no, next I don't five? see. I really don't believe we'll ever see any. Yeah. I don't believe we'll see ever. And, and you know what? I mean the guy, he says that he's editing it once in a while. I mean working on it, a, a blog post will come out. And you said earlier you didn't want to get into this. But for people who don't know, who don't use TextMate, you should still try it. Try it out. It's a great app. But it has. Are you sure you want to say that? Yeah, it is a great app. And uh, the, for a long, you know, <laughs> there's been a long, there's been a long time where it hasn't been updated. It's years, years. And Doctor Drang, Doctor Drang pointed out on, I believe on Twitter or no, was it on his blog? He pointed out that uh, it was made clear that uh, TextMate two was going to require Leopard. So that gives you an idea yeah. about how long TextMate's been around. Yeah. 
That's really funny if you're a nerd because that was a pretty long time ago. Just so you know, you're going to have to have Leopard for TextMate too. And I think people are probably good. You can go ahead and release it out. We've got Leopard. But it, it, it has languished. And but at the same time, they, okay, here's, a, here's a, another huge derail, but it's worth mentioning. You can, tell the, you can tell a lot about the richness of any application by the richness of the community around it. When a blogging tool stops having people developing extensions for it, that's a pretty good sign that it's not going places. Um, if you, and that's not entirely true. I mean, it's like to say all these app store numbers about how many millions or thousands of apps. Well, what, a lot of them will suck. But the point is, you know, WordPress in part became, well, I don't want to rag WordPress. WordPress is a good thing. But the, what made WordPress so great to a lot of us was the richness of themes. Boy, you're making enemies this time. Well, I love, I've got a bunch of stuff on WordPress. <laughs> I like it. Hooks, Dan, hooks. The hooks. Have you, have you dealt with the hooks? Hooks. No. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to Here's the thing. Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, first time Joomler. You ever, you ever look at Joomla's control panel? <laughs> no. it's, it's like that one guy. Er, interface works for me. It was like 400 <laughs> radio buttons. <laughs> it's one of those things Gruber posts from time to time where it's like, whoa, that's a hell of an interface. And they're all totally inscrutably named. It's my, I'm sure it's gotten better. Sorry, Van Hoot. But um, but you can tell the richness of you can ha- oh, how can I put this? You can tell nerds get problems before normal people. Oh, nerds, I like that. Nerds had the problem of spam as sysadmins long before you even had an email account. They're the canary in the coal mine for a lot of things that normal people will have problems with. Uh, a lot of the problems that they've solved in some way, even if it's a hack that you haven't solved, it frustrates nerds that you haven't taken it as seriously as they have. Nerds tend to follow where the good developers go. And, you know, you look at somebody like Ben Trot, like, you know, Ben, it's, I've talked to Ben about this, you know, Ben used to be pretty, like a serious Unix guy. He's, I mean, how many of our friends, Dan, used to be u- total Unix or Next guys? And then, um, like, period, you know what I'm saying, right? And, but then when OS X got good, that's where they went because that was the developer's platform. You could do a lot. And let's just look at TextMate. Go, go look in your TextMate bundle sometime, guys. You're going to be blown away with how many different languages are represented in a way you never even knew about. There's shell scripts. I have shell scripts that I run with a key command. I have some that are macros that are just basically these really gross things that are falling where my mouse went and stuff like that. But you can hack all of that together. And I think the Mac partly became so rich because that's where the good developers went, right? Drupal has gotten really good because a lot of good developers went to Drupal. WordPress got good because a lot of good developers and designers. Designers saw dough in that. iOS has gotten great because people realized they could make money from it. And they didn't have to test nine versions of their app. (laughs) And I think that's that's one thing you got to look at. Now, TextMate still has because it is such a great app, and it's built so heavily on the, this, the developers. Do you have the Get Bundles bundle? Like, you need well, start. you need that. Well, there's Get Bundle, which kind of sucks, but there's Get Bundles. Get Bundles, plural. Right, where you can go in and see all of the. It's all. Like, I mean, it's, it's totally, extra. totally not easy to. It's you know, a confuse nerdy. those two uh, bundles. No, no, you no, would well, never confuse those two. So perhaps an extra S on top of the extra S would help. <laughs> er. <laughs> but you can go in there and you can go like there's now the problem is now there's actually there's so many bundles and there's so good there's actually namespace pollution. Like tasks. There's actually like four different bundles called or three different bundles called tasks. So I mean I'm telling you though, like a lot of people have moved to that. Okay, so so here's my shot over the bow. I mean, does that exist for BB Edit? Is it, are there, like, I'm sure, like, John periodically will share something like BB Colors. Right. Or he'll share something like... Once every four or five years. Well, John's writing, John's writing Perl scripts for a lot of that stuff. 
Now, is, is anybody wrapping that stuff up and putting it somewhere where I can get to it? I'm sure somebody is screaming and, and going like, well, I've got a markdown.el. I do all of this in. That's like, well, no, that's, this, is, this is what I have to leave. I'm leaving, um, I'm leaving this very, very rich food court of functionality to walk into a place that, that I trust more, but like, I really don't have the options there yet, I don't think. Yeah. So here's the, here's the stuff I'm using right now, and then let's do a sponsor and move on. Um, I really, I'm kind of disgusted over the whole distraction-free app thing, if that is not obvious yet. I think it's a MacGuffin. I think it's silly. I had a nice email exchange with a very nice man the other day about how I like a lot of these apps a lot, but I do not like the fact that they are marketed primarily as distraction-free environments. See also 13 episodes of this show to hear what I'm talking about. With that said, there is one app that I have seen mainly discussed as a distraction-free app that I'm spending a lot of time in, which is ByWord. ByWord.app. Have you seen this, Dan? No, I have not seen. I've heard you. Didn't you tweet Um, about it not that long ago? I tweeted, yeah, like uh, two hours ago. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned on the show, I was calling it bygone because I'm 44 and I'm not very smart. And I, Are you that old? Yeah. <laughs> no. I tried to have a BM while we were here, but <laughs> more water. I don't know. Um, it's a glue, word, man. It's here's why I like ByWord. The latest, the, I don't know how long it's had this, but as I've started casting about for places that will handle markdown language versus markdown syntax, do we understand that distinction? Uh, like right now, BBED, it has syntax highlighting, but it does not have language support as far as I can tell. Hmm. So, okay, so for what's another example? Like uh, text completions or snippets in TextMate, right? If I type URLL in TextMate and hit tab, it explodes that to bloop, HTTP colon slash slash www.com with the cursor focal between the two dots. So you can just so start can, typing. Exactly. It's and it's got smart. a tab stop, so I hit tab again and it takes me to the end. I have hundreds of these <laughs> that I don't, like, somewhere in text, span, text Expander, as I've gotten more edgy about TextMate, I've moved more and more of them into Text Expander because uh, it takes it everywhere with you, including your phone. Sponsorous Gene, quit screwing around. Um, I do love Text Expander to death. Um, but, but TextMate's got those. So, for example, in BBEdit, and I'm sure there's ways you can do that. They have snippets. I believe, not snippets. What are they called? Uh, is that what they called? Snippets? Anybody yeah. chat room? Yeah, snippets. So there's ways to do some of this stuff. It's just it's, it's not packaged up in a way that a power user as opposed to hyper nerd like me can deal with. So I, I want BBA to be great at this. If there's nothing else to take away from this, it is this. Jim's not there anymore, right? No, he's is still it, around. Jim's still around, sure. There's a big gun there now. It's a big deal. Uh, anyway, bare bones, I know you guys. I love you guys. I would like nothing better than for this to be the only app I use. And talk to me because I, I love you and I want to use your app exclusively. I love you. I've I think, always I think you're, ta- you're talking about uh, Rich Siegel. Rich. Boom. And so, Rich. I don't think he likes me. Oh, he doesn't and, listen to the shows. So it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I know, but Gruber introduced me in a bar and he seemed like he didn't like me. Probably because I'm, I'm saying he doesn't have language support. So, um, you know, we got a sponsor. A second one. Yes, a second sponsor. Who a is second that? Or, or a first one. I, uh, you know, we got a sponsor. We do. Yeah, we got a sponsor. It's a productivity app. What's it's it called do? Flow. Oh, it's called Flow. It's called Flow, and it's an app, and uh, it provides you Flow. Have you used, have you heard about this app? Dan? I Maybe have. You? I've actually used it. I was invited to it by somebody named me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it said on yes. the invite? Yeah. That's all I wrote. I do that sometimes. I type really quickly. It's in funny. Fields. Yeah. Yeah, but did you did you play with it anymore? Because it's it's a it's a heck of a thing. Now I don't know if did you know there's a video for this. I did see the video. Yeah. Very well done. Who does those videos? I don't know. I'm not familiar with this work. God, whoever that is, I love that person. So well, here, good. Here's the struggle today is that uh, – funny, funny thing, Dan Benjamin. When I started 43 Folders in 2004 – Wait a minute. You started that? That was me. That was yeah. you? I used to update it. That's yeah. a big site. It used to be. Well, I mean it, it was. 
Yeah. You, no, you, sure. you used to be the guy that did 43 folders. I used to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, notebooks? That was my idea. To write in them? Well, to have them, sure. Lined or, or college ruled or what? Standard? Both. No, not college rule. Wide rule. College rule. That was the Germans. Oh. Yeah. That's a complicated story. Now, here's the thing. Here's the struggle. Now, when I started doing this racket in 2004, uh, I, had a, I had a post in the early days of the site where I lamented the lack of apps for doing a GTD, like getting things done, like implementation. Um, and the truth is, back then, you had Entourage and Paper. That was really kind of it. I mean, there, there were some single-purpose apps, but there was nothing like the embarrassment of riches that we have today for managing and completing uh, our tasks. And what's funny, though, is even in all of that time, from 2004 up till now, there have not been a lot of great apps for working with other people in that regard. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, you know, it's like I say, like with email, like if, if email, the problem with email is other people, right? If, if email was just you, you'd be great at it. It's the <laughs> fact that you've got to deal with other people <laughs> right. as a certain level of complexity, I especially given that it could be anybody and people you don't know. Well, what I really like about, uh, about Flow is the ability to work lightly with other people. And you know, when I say lightly, Dan, I mean that as a compliment, right? I do. Well, because the problem is there's a bunch of these sites, and you know how it is, Dan. You get this featureitis where you go in and you throw in everything you can think of in the world, and like you got to put it on the wiki, and then that goes to here. And what I like about this is it makes it very easy to share status and, and activity with people and to let people keep up with the tasks that you're working on and um, delegate the things that you want them to be working on. And it's, it's just super easy to use, and it's pretty as heck. And I think that's I think that's been that's been missing. There are there are a lot of apps I love. I mean, like I I'm a big OmniFocus guy. A lot of people like things. There are numerous numerous apps that that, that you can do this stuff with. But this is this is a rare app that that does that well as a single person app, but also as in the extra people stuff. And I, I think it's I think it's a heck of an app. So people can go check this out. What on on the web? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a uh, it's a website. I think I think it's in HTML. Uh, okay. You should go to getflow.com. And uh, you can go in and, and check out this lovely app. And I, I think you can even, now let me understand this, Dan. Now you, you can send stuff to people and even if they don't have an account yet, they get the email. They get the email. It's viral. It is. Yeah. You know what's weird? I usually don't like this stuff, but I like the comments and stuff on this. I think it's really sensible. And you know, a lot of times people put comments on just because I think it's pretty easy to add, but it actually makes sense here. It really, it's a very lightweight way to collaborate with people. And it's beautiful. Getflow.com. And uh, go in and give it a spin. I think you're, you're going to be pleasantly surprised that even as mature as this space is, there, uh, there's still an app like this coming out that's, that's really just doing some beautiful work with it. So we're very grateful to our friends at uh, Meta Labs for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Thank you, guys. Byword. It's great. And you know what I'm using it with is Brett Herbstra's new app called Marked which is like, it's like seven cents or something on the app store. It's really cheap. But Brett, again, Brett, Brett, Brett useful, Brett Terpstra. He is putting out so many great, go to brettterpstra.com, Google it. He's got so much great stuff. He just keeps, he's like my guardian angel. He's like my spirit animal of functionality. He just keeps putting out the thing that I needed. Like him and Dr. Drang are responsible for so much of the stuff where I'm like, you made that for me. Like, that's what I needed. Mark is a really neat little markdown editor. Makes it, it's, you can just do markdown with it. But what it does that's super cool is you can open any document that's a Markdown document in Marked, a saved document, and you get a beautiful preview with different style sheets. You can do it however you want. Then you can go edit that original document in any other app like TextMate or like you know, BB Editor or wherever, and every time you save it, the preview updates in Marked. Well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you do that in TextMate? Well, for one, in TextMate, uh, you usually set that to have a process. You could turn this off, I guess, but... 
I burn a lot of cycles with that preview and TextMate. Have you noticed that, Dan? Yes. If you like, I had mine set. I used to have it set to every like six seconds, but it was pay, totally pegging activity monitor because it was running the markdown from the command line like every six seconds, which ends up, you know. Um, I love marked. I love. I did a screenshot of this. Go to the Twitter. You can follow this link. Oh yeah. So Dan, go to the Twitter. My uh, username is uh, Chunky Lover sixty nine. It's not actually. Yeah, it is. Um, if you go to my Twitter thing, hot dogs, ladies. Don't don't. Please don't want to for more. No more followers. No more. They're all. <laughs> you said they were all robots. They're all robots. They're all robots. It's all. Uh, I use byword with distractions enabled. You're still allowed to write. Yeah. It's nice yeah. like that. Uh, do you now. always do you sort of intend for your tweets to be read in the Jack Candy voice? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Click that link. Go to the cloud. The cl.ly. I did. So, so what do you think of that? Well, it says untitled dash one dot jpg. Uh huh. Are you okay, Dan? Do you need, Faith, can you help Dan with this computer, please? And then it says there's a weird like white mark, which I'm guessing is a cursor at the bottom left and right are little like circular things. It says heading X markers recede. Oh my! That's God. a commented line. And then the next line says... It's not commented. Oh, God, Dan. This is, a, this is a demo. And oh. then it has a left bracket. Did you just make a, gra- a Pearl joke? Greater than... You just made a Pearl joke. Anyway. I see this. This looks like Markdown. Yeah, but it's Apache. It's, in, it's my HTXS file. Idiot. <laughs> so that, that Octothorpe... I love that word. I love that word. So that's an H1, as you know. So what, But notice what's cool about that. We'll put this in show notes. Is, um, is notice how the bullets... Uh, the OLs and the ULs, the, they're slightly darker. They recede a little bit so they don't get in your way. Right. So, but when I'm typing along, it, when I'm at the end of the line that says foo and I hit return, it automatically creates a new bullet, a bullet I can barely see, which is great for writing. <laughs> well, so, no, this is good. This is good. It's not in your face. It would be a good title for this, a bullet I can barely see. <laughs> um, <laughs> People will think it's a, at a show that's about something totally different. What I said was, by word plus lion plus markdown plus text expander plus marked plus Dropbox plus actually typing equals good. And I'll tell you why I like those things. I like by word because it is a really, really solid app that has exactly as much functionality as I need to write things. If I'm going to do a heavy amount of linking, um, I will be relying on my text expander shortcuts. And I have some really good text expander shortcuts for making it easy to do markdown. I don't use Dr. Dragons and I don't use Brett's. I have my own through my own ham-fisted attempt at that, attempt at that. But um, if I'm to be honest, though, if I'm going to do a whole lot of what I would call functional writing, a lot of stuff with links, I'll just pop into TextMate and do that part of it there. But just for like writing, like my daily like stuff I write every morning stuff, this is just enough. I use Marked for the um, Brett's Marked app for doing the previews. Dropbox syncs everything together. I should say NV Alt too. Um, but then of course you do actually have to do the typing. Um, I'd love to get to a point where I don't need all that stuff, but I have to say, and by the way, you're looking at this with a, with a monospace font. If you go to the bywordapp.com, you can see that it actually can look really pretty as opposed to just functional like mine. So look let me that. ask you about that. Why, why would yeah, you, why would you pick that font to use if you're not writing code? Um, because they're just words. Okay. I don't want it to look like a book. I want it to look like typing because I'm a typist. Steve Albini, um, who is a controversial figure, but he's just this, he's this amazing guy. Like he, he engineered the records for Pixies and Silkworm and a lot of my favorite bands. And first of all, he, he, does, he hates it when people call him a producer because he's like, I'm an engineer. You know, like I'm a sergeant. I work for a living, right? He's an engineer. 
Um, he's really cool. He charges the same amount for every band, which is really cool, whether it's Nirvana, which he produced, or, or other people. Um, and, but he, call, he says he's an engineer. He's not a producer. And, like, and sometimes I think of myself as a typist. I'm a typist because my job is to type. Ultimately, I hope those words turn into writing. But in the same way that verse is not the same thing as poetry, this is really not the question you asked, so that's probably kind of dumb. But I, I think of myself as somebody whose job it is to type every day to make that clackety noise. And if that turns into writing, it's good, but it should never stop me from typing. And so I put it in an app that I put it in a typeface that looks like uh, it's, what's it called M plus one typeface I like not a lot of people like but I like and then it's typing and uh, you know when I transform it from Markdown into something else I can make it whatever the hell I want with CSS and it could be whatever you know um, the thing is that's the other thing is Markdown is semantic it, 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 it when you make that pound sign what's implied by that is an actual semantic H one so you can still do things like um, inherited you know descendant markup and stuff like that. It's just that you're applying that to the HTML artifact rather than the typing that you're doing in Markdown. <sighs> Could be pretty, but I don't want it to be pretty. I mean, I don't want, you know, I, I want it to be simple and I want it to be what I typed, you know, and I want, I want the writing to be, to be good. I'm not really that worried about what the letters look like. Idiot. Wow. So, why do people, why do people listen to the show, Dan? To hear the sponsors, because usually we do 10 minutes just on a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Don't, you know what, Dan? Don't, are you starting with me? Can I ask no. you a question? Starting uh, with me? Definitely not. We have a sponsor this week? Never. I don't know. Do we? You tell me. I, I say yes. Okay. Uh, one password. Love these guys. And you know what? They're, they, they already have a beta out, version of it out for line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've joked about this. You have to be somewhat circumspect about when, you know, a lot of times you'll see in, in, in the preference pane for an app, you'll see, like, do you want early releases? Do you want beta? Yeah. You're going to get, they are a frequent release group. Like, you oh, are yeah. going to get, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get an update almost every day. Um, I do it on my, I do that on my desktop, but not on my laptop. But I, uh, I, I, this is agilebits.com is where you can go to learn more about this. And they make this um, app called 1Password. Now, 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 Dan, I think one part of our value proposition on this show is that uh, we try to make this more than a commodity. Right, we we want we understand. You've probably heard about some of these products other places, but I want you to understand why you need to be using that. And I'd like to talk about that today. We understand that the base of this, Dan Benjamin, why do you use One Password? Because it takes all your passwords with you. It securely stores them on your iOS device or OS ten. Is that is, is it not fair to say that's why you, you start out using it? That's why you begin using it. You begin using it because you say I have so many accounts uh, that I just can't keep track of passwords. Uh, unless I use the same password for every single one of them, but I'm, I'm smart enough to know I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how but do I manage them? The, how do I remember? The soul is willing, right? But the flesh is weak. The it's, flesh it's hard, is weak. It's hard, it's hard to go and do all that unless you have the infrastructure in place. This is that infrastructure. So we've talked about this before. Everybody knows, blah, blah, blah. You've heard use one password. So I'm going to assume that you're smart and are ready to use this, but I want to kind of give you a couple tips. Is that all right? Yes. And people love their tips and tricks. Yeah, you know, I didn't. Uh, I, the one that you told me about last yeah. time, where you where you said uh, you could drag uh, an app onto the one password icon, and it would automatically create a profile that you could then use to put in your serial for it and and mm-hmm. and notes. I didn't. I I had only done that like manually. I didn't realize you could drag the app on there. So yeah, please give me some more uh, well, it's, shortcuts. It's, okay, sure. I, I'd like to do that. And what's neat about that is that it's what you're getting at is a larger pattern, which is that secure portability. There's, that's, there's two important parts to that. There's the portable part, which is you've got that on your phone now. If you need to go look up that information, it's there, but it is, it is secure. So, you know, it's like I said, there have been single purpose apps that do that, but I think they do this 
it's it's hard to do a lot of things well, but they they've done they put together an app that I think is is very well engineered and very well thought out. And so you know the thing is, here's the thing: I'm going to treat you like you're smart, and you're going to go and buy this because you're smart. Um, and if you don't, you're you may not be smart. So I'm not going to worry about whether you get these. But here's my tips for you. Here's number one: um, we all know that we should change our important passwords often right? At least theoretically. But how do you put the infrastructure in place for doing that? Try this. You can tag things inside of 1Password. This is not a hugely well-known feature because I think there's not a lot of obvious uses for it. Well, if you go into your logins, I have 1,286. You can go in, go to any of your items in 1Password and hit Command E. It's not Command L. It's unusual. Command E. And you'll see that you're now editing this entry. And if you hit Tab four times, you can go down to the user's notes and you see uh, tags. So a tag that you could type in is one that I use called C-H-A-N-G-O-F, change often. Add a tag called change often. So if that's one of your really important, like, you know, super interesting passwords, make it change often. And so do that for all of the, like, dozen passwords that you just as soon never got, you know, hacked or cracked or whatever the kids say nowadays. So, so why is that interesting? Well, now, first of all, you can go up after you save that. You can go up to the search field and type in change often, and it will show you all the passwords that you've tagged with that, which is pretty cool. But there's something even cooler, which is a smart folder. So if you go down to the lower left, to the little gear in 1Password, and you go new smart folder, have you done this, Dan? I have not done this new, the new smart folder. Go to new, go and make a new smart folder. Right now? Yep. Just, we'll just do this. First of all, we'll just all right, show no, you. No, no, I'm this doing quick. it. No, I'm this doing it. Quick. All right. And then type is this going to mess up my data? No, yes, it will. Make right. sure you backed up first. New now smart go to folder. Five by five. TV. Type in there. All right, right there. And did you see how it, uh, uh, the default is kind is any kind. I but did you see, see that. No, and that window down. Now you can save that, and that's all your five by five logins automatically. I just hit save. Exactly. Look at this. Now, if you had instead put it change often in there, it would find and it would give you a little smart folder called change often. So now you give yourself a note in OmniFocus or in iCal or wherever every six weeks, repeating reminder to come and go to that area and change that each time. Now you know exactly where to go. And because it stores the URL where you put the login in, you're really not more than a couple clicks away from the change password page. Does that make sense? I went fast. No, it's really good. Now, you know what else you can use change password or uh, what you can else you can use to say a smart folders for you ready for this one yeah do not say it out loud but think about the password that you're most embarrassed about right now that you still kind of use or that you've used in like the last year visualizing it you got it yeah okay go ahead and type it into that field right up there yep what if someone's looking at my computer though you need to fire faith first back up first and file fire faith okay i typed it in no no offense and did it show up anywhere uh yes (laughs) how many returns did you get i just got i just got the one just one. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Well, how about this? If you go in, you can do a smart folder, create a smart folder where if you feel like most people, you've probably got one, two, or three shake and bake passwords you've used a million times. Go in and you can say password contains da 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 dumb password one. Hit the plus sign to create another condition. Or if so, you're doing if any of the if any of these are true, password. Crappy password one, crappy password two, crappy password three. Create that as a smart group, and you'll discover how many crappy passwords you still have out there. And it lets you now have a very functional way to go in and change retroactively all the stuff that could be a problem for you in the future. Because the problem with picking the one password, the single password, is that if some Gawker type site dumps your shake and bake password, you're exposed. This is a way to go in, and now you can go in and retroactively. Yeah, you know where where did I use that thing? Does that make sense? It does. So it's smart. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Was that pretty good? 
Pretty smart. Okay, the last one's really short. Um, most of us use the same username for a lot of things. If you're going somewhere where you really don't want people to know who you are or don't ever want to have to worry about that, um, create a new, go and say, new item of um, new password and go in and create a completely random name in there and use that as a username somewhere. Because one password will store that just as easily as it will store your name at domain.com. Right. It sort of helps make you less predictable. Yeah, and you can make it whatever you want. But I guess what I'm saying is that your security gets tighter if you stop using the same username as well as the same password. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So agilebits.com, thanks uh, to them. Agilebits.com. Just use the app. <laughs> that could be their slogan. We give them that. <laughs> Let me see here. Let's see what I got. <clears throat> I got nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, let's not use that. I think that was Boris the Spider. Edgeobbits.com. Look it up. You know, people say they want the tips and tricks, but when, when I do it, I don't know if they're always happy with the tips and tricks. Do you think people not, are still listening? I, it's not really my concern, Dan. Okay. As long as C. Barrett's listening, I'm happy. Here's the thing, Dan. Can I quit one password now? Yeah, make sure you back up first. Okay. No. Did you fire Faith yet? No, she's right here. Okay, but she's still. I told her, her I warned. I, I'm actually surprised. I told her ahead of time. I said, "Listen, you got to be prepared. That the, you're going to be on the show. I anticipated mm-hmm. you'd, you'd bring her into the conversation a lot." Is, is she like that African American lady on uh, on Howard Stern for you? Uh, no. Just what? Hmm. Okay. She, although she is using a Shure SM7B right now, which is the mic that uh, Robin Quivers, who's the woman you're talking about, used so for many I years. Have, I'm using the podcaster here, but got you're the using Shure. the the, uh, the Rode podcaster, I which am, is I am. an excellent dynamic USB. Uh, I got mic. this one. It's got the thing on the bottom with the flippy switch and the little two flippies. And the no, Shure. I think that's, that's what I got. That's what Jesse Thorne told me to get. I'm not using it right now, but because I don't have any mic skills. Anyway, Markdown is a great way to go, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Markdown no matter what. I, I'm I'm a little bit frustrated about TextMate, not nearly as frustrated as some people, but it's just mostly that it's hard when you put your, not just your faith, but when you put your muscle memory into something like that to not feel like you have the confidence to, as Marco and you said, keep, keep you know, because really every time you hit those keys, every time I select scope, so powerful, you know, every time I select scope in uh, TextMate, I'm making that muscle memory um, stronger. And it's more that I'm going to have to unlearn. I'm not going to let it stop me from writing, um, but I but I, I am probably going to spend a lot more time in stuff like Byword. And I'm, I'm oh, you know what BB Edit's got though? You know what it's got? Um, so in Rails, Rails everything's kind of wrapped, right? You've got in the same way that a div would work in HTML, you've got opening and closing stuff for pretty much everything, and it's nested in Rails, right? Is that right? Sure. Well, when you do folding, does folding work and persist? I don't, yeah, I don't like, I'm, I, I am not a folder. You're not a folder at all. I'm not a folder. Well, when you're writing What's a really the long, point of folding? you're writing I mean, a really long-ass book, folding is nice. Well, and then, then what folds when you're writing text? Well, here's the thing, is the text made, I've never found a way. I'm not even going to tell you how much time I've tried to spend looking up different ways to do this from Emacs all the way down the line to get code folding to work properly in uh, Markdown on TextMate. But it does work on... BB Edit, which is pretty great. If you go to, I don't have it open right now. But if you go to BB Edit, are you laughing at me? No, it's just that typing is great. What kind of keyboard do you have? You got some kind of ladies typewriter? What do you have? I guess I guess it is a ladies typewriter. It's whatever is built into my MacBook. 
periodically squirts a little Calvin Calvin Klein obsession. Uh, I don't have more like Dracar. Dracar Noir. Yeah, I bought that the same day I bought my Miami Vice jacket. I went to Tampa, bought a large Dracar Noir and a, and a white jacket the, with the Marlboro Lights box. I did. I, that's, I did smoke Marlboro Lights then too. Wait, in a box or a soft pack? And would you roll oh, them crush, in your sleeve? Crush proof, bitch. Look it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that up. All right, we should move to our other thing. Yeah, let's. Um, but but I'll put notes in there. I'll put some show notes in I, there. I have some really smart friends um, who are struggling with workflow issues that w- would be much more addressable by looking at something like Markdown. The thing that the, the takeaway about Markdown is that it started out being about HTML, but I think it's really not about HTML. It's about mobility and portability, uh, having a certain lightness you know, to your medium, because that gives you a lot of flexibility when you have that lightness to your medium. Yeah. And then again, if you look at what Fletcher has done with, with multi-markdown and, you know, this isn't, when I say LaTeX, it's not like nerd stuff. I mean, some of these are just drag and drop. He's made applets where you can transform this into whatever you want to make. I'm just saying, there's, there's a lot more to it than just being a, an HTML nerd thing. It's taking the resistance and the, and the uh, unnecessary friction out of it. As far as how this other stuff is going to shake out, I don't know. I could live with TextMate as it is for a while, and I may have to just because for doing stuff, there's some things I just can't imagine not doing in TextMate right now. But man, BB Edit is, it looks so good. And that price is so great. You know, it's, what are you going to do? You're, I, you're, I've officially switched to BB Edit full time. You're, you're in, you're all in. I didn't even install TextMate on the new MacBook Air. I'm not going to. Well, I, that's, I, your, that's your flash. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna run with uh, with just BB Edit. How's that going for Rails? Have you done any Rails stuff yet? Yeah, works fine. Because I mean, I I can't even imagine how many people I'm gonna infuriate by saying this, but I think BB Edit is without question the world's greatest HTML editor, at least on a platform I can use. It's I loved HomeSite <laughs> back in the day. HomeSite was so great for doing you know for Cold Fusion, but for doing HTML, it's just so easy to do that. And now the HTML, have you played with that HTML? Um, command M thing yet? Command M, no. Oh, dude, open up an HTML file. All right. I think it's Command M, isn't that? But basically, what used to be um, a an old school dialog box to change the attributes of elements, you now do in a sexy little pop up, and it knows basically all the elements that it could be down to CSS. So if you go in and you select something, and you're changing a P. Try that, and I think it's command M. I don't have it on this box. I'm not actually playing along right now, if that's okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. What do you, what do you think, nerds? Have you guys tried this? Have you seen this? Hmm? I think, bet they like it. You think they do? It's outstanding. I wish it had that now for other stuff, too. I wish that HTML ability of having that little modal pop-up box, I wish that was there for Markdown stuff, too. Because if it's, if it's smart enough about scope to be able to fold, it should be smart enough to be able to know that stuff. So if it, and who knows, maybe it's something as simple as somebody port something as simple. Listen to me, I'm being, that's just the button guy. But if there's a way to port over some of the stuff that Fletcher's done for TextMate, I mean, you got to follow, you know, in the same way that you follow the developers, you follow your developers. Like I've followed Fletcher because he, he wrote multi-markdown, the extension to John's markdown, and he did the bundle for it, which is a great bundle. So I don't know, maybe I need a BB edit guru. Be my BB edit guru. All right, moving on. Good week? Big week. Good week. I cheated this morning. What'd you have? Crumble. Fruit crumble. It was so freaking good. 
I, I mean, do you think of that as a setback? Paleo doesn't count after 10, right? Like from 10, <laughs> 10 to 6, you can do anything, right? It's like that whole uh, that sex, having sex through a hole in the sheet thing, right? Uh, I think it's, this is a little different than that. This is more like in, I think you're thinking about uh, in Gremlins, where if they eat after, after dark or something. Oh, after, you mean after, going downtown? I, mean, I was talking about going downtown. No, I'm not talking about that. The movie, <laughs> really? the movie Gremlins, where they, they eat, in the sheet. and they eat the chicken after, and then they, they get, turn mean. Can't get wet. Can't get wet. Okay. All right. <laughs> Gizmo suffered some real abuse in that movie, with that, especially yeah. in the dartboard. Hoyt Axton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> our, so last two ep- our last two episodes have been well-received by people that I admire. And that's the best thing that can possibly happen when you do crap. That means you could sort of just throw your hands up and, and walk out like George Costanza after he makes a good joke. You're just, you're done. <laughs> you don't want to, you can't top it. You're done. Leave. Well, the jerk store called. They're out of you. <laughs> God. Have you been watching Curb, the new season of Curb? No, never seen that. <gasps> what? You, you've never seen the franchise? No, I don't know what any of that is. Curb Enthusiasm? Oh, that, uh, that. Is that what the cool kids call it? Curb? Did you know that, Faith? Cut that out, Jim. You're dead. She didn't know that either. No, of I'm course. I'm going to start doing a new Coach Taylor thing. I'm going to do a Friday Night Lights reaction to you. I wish you could see my face. I'm just, I'm just going to stare at you and, and just look disappointed. You know, that was, that's filmed here. That's yeah. such a good show. In now, have you, watched S, have you watched S5 of that? Nope. We're on S5 E6 right now. And it is good. Man, that's a good show. That, that guy Season deserves five, the Emmy. episode six. Hey, man, that Nico Case lady. They should both get the Emmy. They are so good. Okay, here's the thing. The last two episodes were unintentionally kind of about the same topic. Right. Yeah. Oh, we've got more fu on this. Well, no. This is this is this is the next part. We're moving on now, Dan. Do you want do you want some kind of an audio cue? Hang on. Okay. From now on, whenever I'm changing to the topic I said I was going to change to, I'm yeah. going to do this. Is that going to work for you? That works. And we'll just take that out and post. An ocarina. It's kind of kung fu, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it kind of is. You know, when I was a little kid, I used to get that Kung Fu show mixed up with the movie where he's, uh, he plays the blind Kung Fu guy and he walks around. Carradine? Yeah. Carradine plays the blind Kung Fu guy and he walks around and he like, you're like, how does he know all this stuff? And then you realize, oh, well, he's been there. He's been through the town before. Are you? Are you... No, I can't remember the name of the movie though. Same ranch, same franchise? No, I don't think they're related. I think you're thinking of Stir Crazy. Oh, is nope. that the one with uh with Gene Wilder? What's Waller? the one where they can't? What's the one where we can't see? That's uh, going going bonkers. What's it called? Coconut oh, you're City? thinking of a uh, toy movie, toy, toy. <laughs> with the late Jackie Gleason. Yes, and that Ron Punchable kid. Oh. do you remember that movie with Jackie Gleason? Remember and, that uh, is that's Flick. Tom Hanks. It just occurred to me that's Flick. Flick, who got his tongue stuck? Yes, isn't it? Think is it really? It. Think about it. It's no. Flick. I bet it's Flick. Oh. He's never been in anything since that, since they could, because they couldn't get his tongue off. If it's, if it's, if the kid in the toy is Flick, it's not. No, okay. no way. Will you eat? Will you eat rice? No. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'll eat rice. Okay. Well, like, what kind of rice? Can I, can I be? Will you eat white rice? Yeah, sure. Scott Schwartz, look it up. All right. So, so what's the fu? Let's do, let's do this. Let's get. You're going to eat rice. No, nice try. You're done. It's Scott Schwartz is the actor's name, and he's in both. The Boom. same guy? All right, I'll eat some rice. Clean your bowl. <laughs> and so we ended up talking about um, 
well, what, what, it started out with you you jumping in on um, trying you know to what? trying to clarify the issue of what I meant. Go back and listen to them; they're both pretty good. Episodes ago, where I said you can't you can't run a side business and have a full time job, and then you and then, can't start a full fledged. This is going to be your business business. Right, right. You're not saying you can't start an Etsy store. Right, you're not saying that you can't like sell your stuff at the flea market. Let's clarify. You right? you could have a hobby that makes you some money. Exactly. Photography or you know writing some code, making an iOS app. What I'm saying is you can't have full full fledged successful business that can reach its maximum potential. That's what I'm trying to say. And it also got us in. You can't do it. Right. And I I, I agreed, and I think uh, you're. Then, and the entire right. audience agrees, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. You know the phrase that I use that I, I think I want to talk about? Position of strength. I said when I was when I was running out of gas and feeling bad about making single moms feel bad about having to work and stuff, right. I uh, the phrase that went through my mind and now I can't stop thinking about is that phrase position of strength. And I'm I'm wondering if there's any way we could try to reframe this conversation. Because historically one problem we run into on the show is acting like there's this big bifurcation, there's this big leap between all these dumbasses that have jobs and all these brilliant douchebags that have their own companies. And it's a false dilemma, I think. I think that the the thing, the the better way to look at this is not like, am I some schlub working for the man or am I some head going to South by Southwest? I think the more salient thing is, have you found the way that you can, have you found your position of strength? Because, you know, like that one dude said an email to us, like he's like, hey, you know, I didn't give up my personality to be in a corporation. I've been here for 15 years and I do whatever I want and, yeah. you know, so forth. And obviously I can't account for every case, but I think that's, does that, is that an interesting idea? It is, but this is, I mean, look, we've already been talking for 65 minutes. That's a whole show right there. That's a great, to- a great topic. Well, How, why are you going to try and take such a great topic and shoehorn it in on the end of a... How long have we been talking? 65. And you were here that whole time? Most of it. Why? When's the last time you ate rice? Uh, four or five days ago. Hmm. Paleo rice? No, regular white rice. It's gluten-free. It's not. If you're going to cheat... that's an episode. That's an episode. That's good. Okay. But okay, I think I, I mean I think we did this one. I think this one is good. I think we're good. I had two half I had two half pints of ice cream last night. What? So, well, one of them was vanilla. It's a lot of sugar in there. Not really. It's after ten. Are you are like, you by yourself when like I imagine it's like you're sitting on a on like a chair in the corner of the room, lights are off. Yeah. And and you're you're just sitting there just eating this stuff, kind of yeah, laughing. Call, call kind of laughing. <laughs> Laugh crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so lonely. Yeah. That's well, what you I'm know, talking it's good about. though, is that uh, but I've been pretty good during the day, I'm all protein. And then around ten something happens. By the way, did you ever make one of those uh Scott Wolf margaritas? You ever make one of those? No, I don't drink, you know that. Oh god. That's gonna become a problem at some point, Dan. Hasn't you've yet. got to start drinking. Well, I'll work on it. All right. Well, I, I got some pals. I got a pal in Philadelphia. We're gonna have to work on you. Mm-hmm. I, I have drank, but I don't You're anymore. You're missing out on a lot, my friend. You take uh, you take two shots of tequila, mm-hmm. uh, some club soda, and the juice of an entire lime, and it's so freaking good. Do you drink that? No, I don't. I don't drink. No, I mean, do, do people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Scott Wolf's uh, recipe for a paleo margarita. Okay, I'll journal mm-hmm. that. Because normal, normal, normal margarita's got all that crappy sugar in it. Is this the after dark? Good week. Great week. 
Did you really you really want to r- wrap it up? We got it. 60, 67 minutes, man. <sighs> man. All right. We should button this up. All right, let's do it. I love you. Love you too, Merlin. <laughs>